0: Don't miss The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. It looks like Josh Duggar had an account for the purpose of having an affair. They listed some of the preferences he had on his account as well, some of his preferences. His turn-ons include a professional-slash-well-groomed, stylish-slash-classy, jeans slash t shirt type. Pretty much like, uh, if you're alive (laughs) and even that's negotiable. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome to the Matt Walsh podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, thanks for tuning in all of stuff. Well, look, I'm not always right. This is an incredible admission on my part. Very humble on my part. I'm I'm so humble. I'm probably the humblest guy around. My my humility is phenomenal. It's fabulous. I have the greatest humility. The greatest humility you can imagine, as Donald Trump might say. Uh, but. Anyway, so I, I, I'm not always right uh, is the point, and I was particularly wrong, and I'm going to admit this to you, I was particularly wrong a few months ago, back when the, uh, the scandal about the Duggars first broke, if you remember this, if you recall it, back, I think it was in May, or uh, I think it was May, Re- reports started surfacing that Josh Duggar well, of 19 Kids and Counting fame had sexually abused his sisters, uh, three of them, I think. If I remember correctly, back when he was 13 or 14 years old, so he was a kid who's about he's about my age now, 29, I think. But you know, a decade and a half ago, as a kid, he abused his sisters. I mean, he touched them while they were sleeping, and once or twice, I think, when they were when they were awake. Now, <clears throat> the Duggars are known as these very traditional Christians. Uh, they are, or they were, known as being pro-life, and pro-marriage, very uh, traditional about gender roles and sexuality, and all these things. And I never watched the show really, except when when my wife had it on. And I didn't like when she had it on because I thought the show was very boring. But, uh, so I didn't care about the Duggars personally. Um, I was sort of indifferent to them in a lot of ways. But generally, I liked what they stood for, uh, the values. I thought it was good. And I thought, okay, to have this wholesome family in the public eye, well, that's, that can't be a bad thing, right? But of course, progressives hated them. Still do. This is way before these revelations uh, occurred that progressives hated them and, and, and they really hated them. They hated them because the Duggars had 19 kids and because they were traditional Christians. So they hated, uh, they were hated by many in our culture. And, and I, f- I, I did feel a certain fidelity with the Duggars uh, being hated, particularly for being from a large, being a large family, because I come from a large family. Now I don't come from a family of 19 kids, but of six, but by today's standard, that's like six times the average. And uh, I know how people can react to big families. A lot of people, they hate big families. They really do. There's this disgust that people have for big families. Like th- they say to the parents, oh, you, you actually used, ew, you actually used your procreative capabilities to have a, a, a family of more than one and a half uh, children on average? Wow, that's, ew. You actually have more kids than you do TVs and cars? That's, ew, how weird, how weird. I remember, you know, my parents always getting that question. And so I I felt that even though it's a big difference between six and 19 kids, I still felt a certain, like, all right, I can sympathize there. So this revelation comes out, and uh, progressives react with, well, with glee, you know, excitement. They're happy about it, happy. I mean, I really believe that many of them were actually happy. actually happy that the abuse occurred because it gave them a chance to call Christians hypocrites and basically tear down this family that they despise. And anytime a Christian falls short of the Christian ideal, our progressive culture always hoists it up and says, see, 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 I told you. That's what they always do. But we know that the reaction, the outrage usually is not sincere, Uh, particularly because our culture has become numb to actual moral outrage. I, I think there are many in our country who couldn't, even if they wanted to be morally outraged about something sincerely, I don't know if they, if they could feel it. Our, our, our consciences have become so numb in so many ways. Uh, this largely has to do with our acceptance of things like abortion, child murder. But at that point, when you accept an evil like that for so long, that it just, it, it, it really dulls and, and dims your kind of natural uh, recognition of evil and the natural anger you feel at evil. But a lot of people fake it and they make a big show of it and they turn it into a spectacle. And uh, particularly if there's a, a, a moral outrage that is advantageous to their agenda, then they're going to they're going to make it into a big thing. So I wrote a post. I wrote a post a couple months ago, back when this happened, making that point. Um, and, and that point still stands. I don't retract it. But I also said as part of my piece that, look, you know, I'll give Josh Duggar the benefit of the doubt. He and his family—they say that he repented. He changed his ways. He moved on. He made amends. Uh, he asked for forgiveness. He's a changed man, and he is a man now. Before he was a boy, and he did a horrible thing. And when he was a boy, and he changed. And I said, okay, well, that doesn't excuse him, obviously. But we—we we do take, you know, do we take the the horrible, terrible things a man did as a boy and hang it around his neck forever? Can there not be redemption? Can there not be forgiveness? Um. The truth is I'm I'm a very cynical person. I I rarely take this approach, I admit. Usually I tend to be skeptical that someone is really a changed person. But in this case, I said, okay, why not give him the benefit of the doubt? Why not give him the benefit of the doubt? And I didn't say that, by the way, because, oh, they're famous and I like them. That's Because I, I don't care that they're famous and I, I had no emotional attachment to them at, at all. And I also didn't say it because, oh, they're Christians. Usually I'm harder on Christians or people that are supposedly on my side of things. I can be harder on them. I'm more skeptical in a lot of cases. So that had nothing to do with it. I just thought looking at the the, the facts of the cases, we knew it. I thought, well, look, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And let's say that he's a, he's a changed man. He's asked for forgiveness. Uh, his victims have apparently forgiven him. Um, from what, what we're aware anyway. And so, so maybe we just, maybe we just let that, we let that be, you know, uh, but I guess as it turns out, um, it's really just tragic that my momentary foray into optimism has been proven misguided. I, I, I take this one instance of being optimistic and, uh, it's been, and I've just, and I live to regret it. Because the new news comes out this week and, and with all of the caveats, uh, you know, there are all these caveats now that I'll, that, I'll, that I'll leave here about how this is all alleged and not proven or confirmed as far as I'm aware. But apparently, reportedly, Josh Duggar has been, um, has been signed up on an adultery website for the last two years, right up until the sexual abuse allegations broke. So from 2013 to like May of 2015. Now, this is Ashley Madison um i don't know if you've heard about the ashley madison thing it's it's a really it's a it's a terrible website a website designed for adulterers their slogan is life is short have an affair and that's how they market themselves uh, and uh, particularly to men and it's this dating site for married men and women but mostly men who uh they go and they find other people to have affairs with that's the whole reason that the website exists now there are other websites like you know okay cupid or something that a lot of people use for that purpose but with uh with Ashley Madison that's what it's designed that's how it's marketed and it turns out it was hacked uh some I guess vigilante hackers infiltrated the servers found the personal information for every person who uses the site 30 million or something and they've released all of it to the public and guess whose name is in there obviously as you probably heard Josh Duggar now I want to back up just for a minute on the on the hacking of Ashley Madison because I I don't condone hacking uh I am uh, I'm against it, I'm against hacking, but it's hard for me to feel sorry, you know, it's hard for me to feel sorry for the, for the, quote, victims of this hack. Now, I do feel sorry for their families, but the thing is, if you sign up for an adultery website as a married man, and I keep saying man, because one thing that the hackers apparently discovered is that, like, 95% of the real users were men, and most of the female profiles were, uh, were fake were, 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 you know, Ashley Madison faked them in order to, in order to attract the men who would, uh, I guess in most cases, uh, unless they were homosexuals, they were, you know, going on looking for a woman to have an affair with and they probably wouldn't find one. So they, they just, they tried to have an affair, but didn't actually have one. A lot of them. Not that that makes it better at all. It just makes it, you know, in some ways even more pathetic, I guess, but obviously I don't condone the hacking. Um, and now a lot of families are going to have to deal with this and, and be shamed by it. And that's a terrible thing. Like Josh Duggar's family, for instance. I feel very bad for them. But when you sign up, you you hand your personal information over to an adultery website. And then your personal information is hacked and all that's revealed. Uh, guess who is the predator? Guess who's responsible for preying on your family and exposing your family to shame? Not the hackers, but you. So Josh Duggar's family... Has been victimized by this hack, but victimized by Josh Duggar. He victimized his own family, and that's that's the terrible thing about adultery, uh, particularly this sort of adultery where you're, you're on a website, you know, looking, uh, trolling for for an affair. It, it, that's the that's the the hideous thing about it is that you, as a man or a woman, you're 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 preying upon your own family. You're victimizing them. You're making victims of them. So they found Josh Duggar in there, and uh, as far as I know, he hasn't admitted to it yet, but uh, I don't know if he ever will. But still, the evidence is pretty damning. They found his name, they found his credit card, exact address registered to him, and this person paid 1000 bucks almost to Ashley Madison looking for, according to the profile, uh, quote, conventional sex, experimenting with sex toys, one-night stands, uh, experimentation, so on so on so on, and goes goes on from there. So assuming this is all legitimate, it would obviously indicate that Duggar is not repentant. uh, repentant. Far from it. He he goes from abusing his sisters to abusing his wife and his children by seeking affairs. And by the way, this site is even worse, like I said, than than a, quote, normal affair, which is already bad enough. But at least if someone gets wrapped up in an affair with a coworker or something or however it usually happens, they can try the whole, well, it just happened. I didn't want it to. It just happened. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, it didn't just happen. Okay, you did it. It was a choice that you made. But at least it might be true that you perhaps didn't go out initially seeking an affair. You know, you didn't go to work one day and say, let me strike up an affair with someone. But it still happened and it was still a choice you made. So you're still 100% responsible uh, for that. It's a terrible, dark, evil sin. But with this, it's almost like it crosses over into this almost like sociopath behavior you know, I, I believe you could have an affair without being a sociopath necessarily, but it, but in this case, I mean, you're a married man, doing this with premeditation. You're putting up a profile, and then continuing on with your life while you've got this kind of net out, you know, every second of the day, looking to catch a an affair in it, like a like a, you know, like you're like you're fishing, and and you're pretending to be a loyal husband all the while. And in Duggar's case, you're on this wholesome show, talking about family values and so on. And while you've got, while you're doing this on the side, it's just disgusting. So I regret giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was wrong. Um, The larger point about progressives being insincere and their outrage and all that, that was true. But I chose the wrong story to make that point. I I chose the wrong wagon to hitch that point onto. I was totally wrong. And, you know, as I've thought about it, what can be learned from this is, um, you know, I, I think I was also wrong to defend the Duggars generally, which I did, as far as I know, this is all isolated to Josh Duggar, and all the rest are great people. The parents and everything—they're great people, as far as I know. You know, I, I don't have any information to the contrary, but still, I think to myself, you know, now, uh, in hindsight, I think, okay, as a parent, you know, your child, at least one of your children, struggles mightily with these sexual sins. You know that but you still choose to put them on TV. You still choose to, to, to bring your family out in front, out into the limelight. I just don't think that's a justifiable choice. Given what, you know, as a parent, your first responsibility is to protect your children. And you have to do that. You have to do that before you can say anything about, well, I'm going to go on national TV and try to advocate for family values or whatever you, you, you know, and you should judge that. Look, we, we aren't the best vessel for that message. And besides our son, the last thing he needs is to be world famous. We need to be private right now, figure this out, protect our kids. And that's not the decision that the Duggars made, It was, and that's wrong. It was very wrong. So I was wrong there, too. Um, and, but but here's what all of this underscores, I think, in my mind. You know, I think about this as someone who, who is a Christian, not nearly as well-known as the Duggars, but still a Christian in the public eye, you know, in some capacity. And it underscores that when you go out and you represent Christ and you stand for moral principles – particularly if you do it on a platform or stage of some kind. uh, You know, you don't have to be perfect, but you are called to an even higher standard because for one thing, if you commit these evils, you risk scandalizing those who've grown to trust and love you from afar. So you're now guilty of scandal, which is a very serious, very serious sin. And moreover, there are going to be forces out there trying to shut you down and discredit you, but not just you. They want to discredit what you claim to represent. And if you commit these evils, you give them that ammunition. And it's one thing if they use it against you. You know, they, they use it to paint you as a bad guy. Well, you deserve that. That's different. You brought it on yourself. But they will also use it against your principles and your faith as well, and that's your fault. You did that, and that's why it's so important. You know, I think if a Christian is going to say, I'm going to be in the public eye. So important for them to to hold themselves to an even higher standard. Uh, And I think about this all the time when you see like family values, politicians getting uh, multiple divorces and having affairs and everything. And of course it's a great evil for anyone to do this, but these people in particular are trying to benefit from this kind of family values niche while damaging the cause ultimately by not living up to it themselves. It's, it's just, it's, it's so wrong. And, I'm not saying that we need to be perfect, but I think if we're in the public eye, we need to ask ourselves, can I live up to this? And if we're not living up to it uh, in in such a profound way, if we struggle in such a profound way, ways that could severely discredit our cause and our faith in the public eye, then we need to say to ourselves, okay, maybe I should step down. Doesn't mean I should stop uh, espousing my principles, but maybe I should step aside from from the camera, from the stage, from the platform. You know, maybe I'm not equipped for this. Now, Josh Duggar, I think uh, initially when the show started, he was a kid and it wasn't really his decision to be on this platform, which is part of my point about the parents and why I do blame the parents for that decision. I think it was a bad decision in hindsight, but um, still at a certain point, he made the decision to stay on the stage and those who were on some kind of stage, you know, we all all make that decision. And of course, this applies to all of us, even if we don't have a, a platform or an audience um, of any kind of large size, we all still have an audience of some kind, right? Every, everywhere we go, everything we, we do and what we say, you know, we have friends, we have family members, we've just people that we encounter people at work. You know, we have all, we have this whole network of people that we encounter for some of us, it's a much larger network, but we all have that network and we have a responsibility there, not just to, not just to, uh, you know, be outwardly. Uh, vocal about our faith and our beliefs, I think we have that responsibility as well, but also to live that, to live it, and to provide that guiding light for others. And we see what happens when someone fails so miserably in that regard. Um, the great danger in that failure is, is is not just that you have personally sinned, but you, you could also lead other people into sin, which is the sin of scandal that I'm talking about. Because uh, particularly if someone doesn't have fully formed ideas about what it means to be a christian what it means to be a good person and they look to you to be a a role model of that and then you start heading off in a different direction they might follow you there or they might say to themselves well you know if he's going to do that then i guess it's not so bad that's a calculation a lot of people make it might not be a, a conscious calculation a lot of times sometimes it's subconscious but it's still there and then you end up scandalizing these people who relied on you so these are just uh just some reflections, things that we should uh, think about as Christians, you know, in, in light of uh, of this this sort of thing. And this is just one example. You know, every every week, every day, every second of every day, you know, there's another another example of a Christian failing, and uh, we provide those examples ourselves many many times. I know I have plenty of times, but for it to happen on such a large scale in front of so many people and in such a horrendous way, of, with first sexual abuse and then adultery, I mean, it's just. Um, it's just, uh, it's just inexcusable, really. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Dr. cruce, Godspeed.